Hey there, this is Young, host of the Amplify Your Awesome podcast, and I want to welcome you to episode number 261. This is the second official podcast episode with this rebrand, and if you're curious to know why we rebranded and what it means to you, I will be sure to link up the episodes that tell you the backstory on today's show notes at youngpratt.com slash 261. And today's episode is day number two of the Kickstart Your Book five-day challenge. If you have been thinking about putting your ideas and knowledge into a book, or you're interested in taking all the content you've already created and repurposing it for use in a book, this is the challenge for you. We invite you to come join us. All you have to do is head over to today's show notes at youngpratt.com slash 261 to save your seat. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you're wanting to ask questions and get time with Callie and I and use our years of expertise in this arena, please come and join us inside this challenge. You'll also get access to all of the PDF worksheets we've created for you to help you track through this week so we can really gain some momentum on your book and make it happen this year. Are you ready? Now, without further ado, here is episode 261, which is the second day of the five-day Kickstart Your Book Challenge, hosted by myself and Callie Mettler-Smith. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to day number two of the Kickstart Your Book Challenge. Today, we're focused on you and your close-up. Before we dive in, I just want to say hello to Callie, my co-host, we're so excited for today. Hey, Kelly. Hey, how are you today, Young? I am really excited. Day two was a really, really fun day to help us all get some clarity, get some focus, because we're focusing on you as the main person in your book. Or if you're writing a book about a person, as Callie was just telling me, make sure that you're interviewing that person for your book. Kelly, do you want to expand a little bit more on that? Okay, so one of the things that we are focusing on today is is having, like interviewing the main character of your book. So if you are writing a nonfiction book and you're writing it on a subject, the main character is essentially you because you are the expert in this area that is telling the reader about it. So you're actually interviewing yourself in that scenario. Now, some of you have talked about the fact that you are going to write a nonfiction book, um, a picture book or a mental grade about a actual person that existed and tell little bit about their story. So in that case, you would substitute interviewing yourself for interviewing the person that you were writing about. So instead of figuring out the voice that is you, the person that you are writing about is actually the voice of the of the picture book or the middle grade um, of the nonfiction book that you're writing. So perfect. And that's a really good distinction. So thank you for clarifying that because you know, as we're finding out what you're all writing about, we're discovering that there's different levels of nonfiction in this world as well. So we want to make sure we're helping each of you with whatever you are creating this week. Now, Kelly, why is it so important to go through the process of interviewing your main character or answering these questions for themselves? 
So this is this is one of my favorite activities, and and I talk about it all the time. And so some of the people that exist in my writing magic community have heard me say this many times. But um, in order to write about something, and this is true in nonfiction or fiction, in order to write about something, you have to know that like deep down in your soul. Like you have got to live and breathe it and you have to know it. And so like in fiction writing, when you have a main character, you need to know 20 million things about this character. You need to know the way that they react to fear. You need to know what color their eyes are. You need to know what they would have in their coffee. And you need to know all of these things because as you write that character, you're going to be talking about the way that they interact with the world around them. And if you don't know those things about them, how can you answer those questions? And so it's really important to know all that stuff about it. Now, in a picture book or even a chapter book or a middle grade book, um, you may know all of these things about your character, but you're not going to necessarily put all of those things in your book. They're just for reference for you so that you can show how that character interacts with the world around you. So in nonfiction, it's kind of the same thing because you have to be in tune with yourself because you are the voice of the nonfiction book. And also, like if you're writing about a character um, that existed in real life, it's important that you know all of these things about them ahead of time because you're going to be writing about their life story correct so you need to know all of this stuff um, and you're going to be you're going to be writing about them in a way that you're going to also be showing how they interact but like in in the nonfiction world like with your content young i'm sure that you can relate to this um it's really important to know why you are the expert in that area. And it's really important to like, you have created your content because you believe that that is the way to do it. Just like when I teach writing, I feel so confident about it because I have lived and breathed it. Like it is, it is so like imprinted on my soul about the way that I can see a story structure going, right? I mean, I, I know you feel the same way about podcasts and stuff like that. You just, you know it in your soul. Mm -hmm. So it's important to access that um, on, on any level because you are the voice of your book and you are the expert that's telling the um the reader about it and it's so important that your voice is coming through and we're going to talk a little bit about more about voice as we go through this challenge but I think it's really important to recognize at this stage that your book is like having a conversation with your audience and so it needs to sound like you it needs to be from your heart and it needs to feel like it's not just a computer um you know, because we can get facts anywhere about this stuff, but what makes it unique that you are the person that's saying this stuff? Yeah, and that's really, really important. The part that the you of this book, because even though it is nonfiction, there's an element of you and the way that you come across. And tomorrow, actually, we're going to talk about more about the voice and about staying true to that. I'm going to share with you tomorrow a struggle that I had when I went to go publish my first book and my editor said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to fix some things, so I'll show that tomorrow <laughs> because it's very true because even though I was writing nonfiction, um, I didn't have this process that Callie has laid out for us about asking questions because had I had the questions to answer, I think it would have helped me tie up the loose ends in the book 
because I took a series of blog posts that I had written previously, and I had written them years before I wanted to publish them. So two years, when you go ahead two years in life and fast forward, a lot of things have happened. A lot of your, the way that you speak and talk about things, those little things change. We don't think they do, but they do change. So we really have to make sure that with this interview, you know, if you were to be interviewed tomorrow, like what would that look like? How would you answer these questions? Because they're so, so vital and they seem almost too easy, but I don't want you to discount that at all because sometimes it's the easiest things that are the hardest to do, they're the hardest to execute. And these questions are just like that. You know, we wanna prepare you to talk about your book because as you're going through this journey, we want you to share this journey with other people because, you know, there's so many people out there who say they want to write a book and so many who will never do. And that's a sad fact to say, but not everyone is like you guys. Not everyone takes action. Not everyone hops into challenges and get pushed, and especially getting pushed outside your comfort zone. If you're writing in this arena of nonfiction, maybe you're coming from the fiction world. We're doing a lot of pushing this week, but in a good way, because we want the world to see you and know you and who you are and how you describe your characters, how you tell your story. That is all unique to you, even though there may be hundreds of books on your particular topic. It's okay, because no one's going to tell the story just like you're going to tell it. Well, and you know, we, I've, I think this is so funny, um, even to expand, like even in the fiction world, um, you know, I've gotten to the point that there, there's a few writers that I read their stuff every month and give them feedback on. And um, I said, it's so funny, I've gotten to the point with almost all of them after a few months of working with them that I don't even have to glance at the name on the manuscript. I know that it's their manuscript and that's fiction. I mean, like that's, it's totally funny. And, and I think that we can all identify with that on some level, like, the authors yeah. that we like, we like because of the way they write and because of the way that they portray their voice and stuff. And, and I just, I think it's so funny how um, each of us have our own little unique writing style and stuff. And so I think that that's something to be embraced and to, to really, you know, like we just like our, our fingerprints, our writing styles mm -hmm. are unique to, to us. Yes, absolutely. And I wanted to say good morning to Mary and to Lucy and Marsha and Nancy. Hello, hello. And if you see me looking away, I'm not getting distracted. I'm just, I have my phone open today. So I'm <laughs> commenting because for whatever reason, when we're in a group, BeLive doesn't show me your name. We can just see on the comments that it's a Facebook user. So I wanted to make sure I knew who was here. Awesome. Nancy, you're definitely not too late. We're just getting into the good stuff, really talking about today is all about you and your, your storytelling abilities and everything that makes you unique and the, the attributes you're going to bring to any characters you have if you're writing about a person in this challenge. And I want to point out something, too. I was going through this morning and answering all of your comments. If I didn't get to it, you know, go through, feel free to tag me or, or Callie if we're not seeing your comments because we wanna make sure we're here to serve you. And one of the things um, I had asked somebody, because you know, yesterday we had you set your goals and you guys were great about going in, saying you're gonna write for 30 minutes a day, an hour a day. And you know, along with those goals, there were other things you wanted to do. So two things I wanna address. One is you have to put this on your calendar and hold yourself accountable. 
I know I used to be not a fan of calendars and having a schedule that I had to stick to because I felt as a creative, it stifled my creativity. But now that I'm on the other side of that, I found <laughs> that the more structured my schedule is, the more my creativity can expand. And I know that seems totally counterintuitive, but I'm gonna challenge you to do that, to set those blocks of time, set an alarm, turn off all your distractions, whatever else you have in the background, and just do that one thing, because that's gonna help you move forward faster. Because when you start being in that moment, you experience that flow state, which happens, right? When you like time passes and you, you don't even know where it goes. So that's the goal, of course, you know, for all of us is to get to that place. And the more you show up for yourself consistently and you have that calendar scheduled and you know when you're going to do those things like write or illustrate like some of you are doing, it's going to help you be more efficient and get more done, which I know, trust me, I was on the other side of that and I fought it tooth and nail for so, so long, but now I can definitely say that that's a, you know, a good thing to have that on the calendar. And the other thing is that I wanna talk about too, is to not really, I want you to challenge yourself this week in the sense that, you know, in a group of creatives, I suspect that there's a lot of ideas. A lot of you have shared that you have so many ideas and you just don't know where to start. So my question for you is, if you have a list, look at your list and decide which one of these things could you get done the fastest. It does not mean you're not gonna go do all those other things. They may come into play at a different time, but what can you get done the fastest? Because when we start building momentum and you get this first book done because it was fast, you've done the research, you've done all the things you need to do, you get it published, you get to go back to that list and pick the next one. And again, I challenge you to use it to, to choose a topic based on what can you get done the fastest because Fast is not a bad thing. Easy is not a bad thing. Our society kind of says it is, but I'm going to challenge those beliefs because being able to just get something done, I mean, that's a huge win. So my challenge for you today. That's great. And another thing that I, I think that is so fun to do with this particular worksheet that they're working through today is also um, in the group, go in and say what you had to drink while you were interviewing yourself. Like, I think it's so fun to find out, like, well, what did you drink coffee? And if you were, if you were interviewing a real person that you're going to write about, what did they drink? Um, and it's, it's such a small detail, but I think that it just points to the fact that you just need to really kind of have a grasp of this concept as you move forward. Yeah, for, for sure. And the whole idea of Callie and I coming to your town and we're going to your favorite place to get coffee or wine or whatever it is, you know, imagining us there too, asking these questions, getting you ready for these interviews, because when you publish your book, when it's time for that to happen, there will be interviews. There yeah. will be people who want to know about your book. And we want to make sure, even though we're at the beginning stage of, of kickstarting your book, we're preparing you for that long that long haul. And it's not really that long. I'm just going to use that phrase, the, the long <laughs> haul. Um, but I promise you, it's not going to go on forever. Like some, sometimes we start projects and they go on forever and ever and ever and ever. And you lose your momentum and you go do something else and you come back years later thinking, well, why didn't I ever finish that thing? But we don't want that to happen to you. So we want you to go through, you know, have some quick wins. But this idea of interviewing 
yourself as the expert or your character if you're writing a, about somebody else. I mean, it's so, so valuable. So don't overlook this one. This is a really fun exercise. So thank you, Callie, for, for sharing this one. Because I just, again, looking back on the places that I kind of missed the mark on my first book, you know, I look at this interview thinking, oh, if I would have known the answer to number three on mm -hmm. this interview, oh, that would have made it so much more clear in my mind that I could have, you know, put a prettier bow on, on the package, so to speak, having known those answers. So today, we're excited to hear about all these, the, the way that you would answer as an expert and the way that your, your character would answer if you're writing about someone else. Yeah. And um, I know that Mary had asked about specifically about middle grade books. And so um, I may try to put together just a little bit of an overview of what what a middle grade book is and what kind of that container looks like. And okay. I'm, I'm not um, I'm definitely not shying about saying that middle grade books are my favorites to edit. They are <laughs> I have. Got grown this whole love for them, and I just feel like they are a, a hugely underserved audience. We're actually starting a special imprint just for middle mm. grade books through Clear Fork, and um, I just I would highly recommend for some of you fiction writers that are looking to get into the nonfiction area that I think middle grade is a great place to start, and um, because it's it's just a step up from a picture book, and it's such a fun. You can do so much with it without having to commit to writing for adults, which can sometimes be a little bit overwhelming. You know, it's so interesting to learn about all of these different acronyms. I, I learned so much you know, going, going through and like, I wonder what, what, what does MG mean? And what does PB mean? And I was like, so finally, based on conversations that you had had with people in the group, I was like, ah, I get that now because that is not my world. I come from the world of entrepreneurship and and uh, writing to support my business and what we're doing. And so it's so interesting to, to learn about all these different nuances, even in the world of nonfiction. I mean, there's the sky's the limit, it seems. There's so many different genres in nonfiction. It's, a, it's great. I mean, when you talk about nonfiction, and, and while a lot of this is geared towards nonfiction for adults, but for some of you fiction writers that are just not sure where to start, you know, you have nonfiction picture books, you have nonfiction chapter books. If you're looking for examples of that, and um, the what, you know, I am George Washington, what is mm. Thanksgiving, those are wonderful books. And my local librarian tells me that they are just checked out nonstop because kids are looking for that vessel, you know, and then going up just a, a step further with middle grade. Um, you know, it's really the sky's the limit. You can, you can write nonfiction for any audience that you want to. And that's, that's another reason that today's homework is so important is what is the audience that you are writing for? Yes, and knowing that at the outset, before you go about writing all the chapters, knowing who the book is for is hugely important. Just, just like when you run a business, if you're putting out a piece of marketing, but you don't know who exactly you're making it for, you try to make it for everybody and not make anybody upset and kind of keep the waters even, like that's kind of a recipe for disaster, right? So knowing who it is, like, 
can you talk about them? Is it a middle grade student? Is it another business owner? Is it a parent? Is it a mom in particular? Is it a working mom? Like really dialing that in again is going to serve you throughout the whole creation process because you'll be able to know. You can visualize yourself sitting across from the person who was reading it and making sure that the story you know, stays true to you and stays consistent and is delivering on the promises you set out in your book. Because that was one of the questions, you know, what, what is the key takeaway? Because that's a huge thing too, because I've, you've probably read books like this. I've read books like this. I, you know, I read it, people rave about them and I read it and I think, wait, did I miss something? And really what they've missed is that they're not speaking to me directly, even though it is for me. And it's just confusing. So we definitely want to make sure we're serving our end readers with, you know, with these answers. What is the key takeaway? Is there one? Is there multiple? What is it? How are you going to get them there? You know, these things are really important to drive the story because even though it is nonfiction, there's still a story element. You have to weave this story and your experiences come into play here and the research you've done on characters comes into play here. But it really comes down to the way that you unfold, you know, what happens next. Yes. And I can't tell who made the comment because I'm looking in the Be Live um, thing, but somebody yeah. said they're interested in historical fiction. Um, Mary. Yep, Mary okay, said that. okay, so um, Mary, in that case, you would take today's <laughs> homework and you would do, like I suggested, um, in, in your case, when you're writing historical fiction, there is a huge nonfiction component of that, right? Because you're dealing with real events and real timelines and real components that have actually happened. So it totally fits into this nonfiction world that we're talking about. But with um, with today's homework, it's it's the same thing, like where it would be a real person. And you may you may have a real person that it's existing that you're writing this historical fiction about. Um, but you would just take your main character and have tea with them or coffee with them or whatever they would have in their time period and um, and ask them questions specifically. Um, about their time period so yes yes so today yeah it's going to be so much fun to read <laughs> all these answers to these questions because there's such an array in this group about what people are writing and i know for those of you who are repurposing content i know steve and jane in particular have reached out to me and expressed the fact that they're they're writing for other adults they're writing for their businesses you know when you're thinking about that too when I'll do a live later today in the group about how to take those ideas and kind of distill them down and organize them. Because there was a question about how do you organize all these ideas? Like, how do you lay it out? But I'll come in here and share with you my process because it's different than Callie's. So, you know, take the best bits of both of ours, you know, make them yours because it's all about something that works for you, a system that works for you. And we can give you a framework. But within that framework, you still need to find you know, what is what is good for you? Because I know I've made the mistake. Somebody will say, okay, I do X, Y, Z. And I'll try to do X, Y, Z just like they did. And it worked like gangbusters for them. And I do it and I think, wait, like, I don't, like, I'm not feeling it. My people aren't feeling it. So definitely take what we're giving you, pick out the best parts, try them on size, all these ideas and see which ones fit the best. And then, you know, make them yours, you know, put them into your schedule. You, you know, go through these processes 
time and time again and really refine them because all these little steps are what's going to help you be consistent. It's going to help you get more done and it's going to help you build more momentum to going from today to getting that book published in the future. That's exactly right. And um, this is one of those worksheets I'm with you young. Like, I just can't wait to see what people come <laughs> out with after this, because um, this is, this is really one of my favorite exercises. And it's, if you've been in my world for any amount of time, I know you've heard this before, because it's just, it's one of the, the beginning steps that I just feel is so important. Absolutely. And I do want to say before we wrap up today, uh, drop your questions below so we can answer them if you have them while we're on live. I do want to say, though, if you have friends who you know have been talking about writing a book, they're just not sure where to start, or you know someone who you think really should because they have an amazing story to tell, we invite you to share the website kickstartyourbook.com with them. Even though we're on day two, like every day is a place where you can someone can jump in and get value every single day. So feel free to share it out throughout the week. People are going to get amazing value from each of the days and they can always go back in the group and, and watch the lives and do all the exercises too. So don't be afraid to invite them on day number two. Yes, absolutely. So any, any last words of wisdom as we send everybody out to work on their interviews today? And um, go forth and write. <laughs> awesome, awesome. We can't get better than that. <laughs> if you have questions, let us know. Keep asking asking in the group. We're here to support you. And we're looking forward to reading about all of the answers to your interview questions today. We'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Bye. Oh, wait, there was the question. Oh, so from Mary, she said, do you have any recommendations for great middle grade historical fiction, Kelly? <clears throat> I'll have to do a little bit of research on this because middle grade is not as developed for me as like chapter book series have been around for a longer period of time. So there's tons of examples of that. Um, middle grade, I would say, and it's, and I'm not even really sure you would characterize it as historical fiction, but that would be like, um, I would say the Percy Jackson series might I mean, kind of because it is based in real world, it is, it is around real um, things because you have all of the gods and all of that stuff coming in that it are all very real elements in that world. Um, I will have to do a little bit of research because again, like I feel like since middle grade has really not been as, I, I feel like middle grade is stepping into its time. And so I don't know, it, it just feels like 10 years ago, there was not as many examples. Now you see it more often. So I will do a little bit of research. I am going to, I'll go live in the group later today and just do a little bit of explanation about what I consider a middle grade and give you like some parameters to work with in that. But I will also do a little bit of research and see if I can find a really good example of a series because I know they're out there I just I, they are not in my world necessarily so I'll do a little research on that thank you so much Callie for that and I just want to point out also with that I mean if you're if you're watching live or catching the replay or listening over on the podcast this idea of doing middle middle grade fiction or I'm sorry nonfiction. if you've never thought about that I mean this is According to Callie, it sounds like it's a good time to pursue that. So, you know, think about, think about your content, about what you're writing for. 
could you adjust it for that grade level? Because if there's some missing gaps there, you know, it's our job as writers and creators to fill these gaps that we see, you know, we have a passion. And if we can help kids in that particular arena, I think all the better. Yeah. Yeah. And I totally agree. And, um, and I mean, I could talk for hours and hours about how <laughs> awesome middle grade is because you're totally right. It's just, it is, it is almost an untapped market that is, I, to me, it's like you didn't hear about it 10 years ago. And then all of a sudden you're hearing about it more and more and more. And it's, um, it's, like I said, it's my favorite one to edit. It's my favorite one to promote. So I will definitely come and do a separate live that where I'm just talking more about the subject if you're interested in it. Fantastic. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in live. Thanks, Marsha, Lucy, Mary, Nancy. Thank you for showing up today, asking great questions and being here. It's so much fun to be able to engage and interact with you. And we're looking forward to seeing all your things in the group today. And we wish you an amazing day. Of <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed day number two of the five-day Kickstart Your Book Challenge as much as Callie and I did. Today is a super fun day to help you get some clarity so you can really make some progress this week on creating this nonfiction book of yours whether you're starting from scratch or whether you are repurposing content and putting it into a book. Now, if you have follow-up questions or need a little bit more support, I encourage you to come and join Callie and I inside our Facebook group where the party is going on. All you have to do to get there is head over to today's show notes, youngpratt.com slash 261. Save your seat, which is absolutely free. This challenge is part of my gift to you as we kick off this week with the rebrand and celebrating a birthday. It's been a tremendous week. I look forward to supporting you and helping you kickstart your book. See you on the inside. Cheers.